0: Hello, Rich Bolus here, and thank you for downloading this episode of the Dad Mindset Show. Today, I chat with father of two and all round legend Nathan Spicer. Nathan explains how he went from rock bottom to deliberately building a life that now allows him to spend pretty much all his time with his family. He talks about his apprenticeship and relationships, accepting the things we have no control over, and teaching his kids gratitude, perspective, and delayed gratification. I hope you enjoy this chat with Nathan. Nathan Spicer, welcome to the show.
1: Richard, thank you so much for having me, brother. Absolute pleasure.
0: Oh, no, I, I've got to say that first because let me just preface this. Like, you are one of those people that just totally stands out from the crowd, not even head and shoulders. Like, you're on a different planet here. So, I've just been meaning to get you on the show for so long to pick your brains.
1: Mate, coming from you, um, who I have the highest regard for, you're probably were one of the... Wisest, nicest blokes I've ever come across. I actually would love to spend way more time with you, mate. You're an absolute gun.
0: Well, we'll have to sort that out, yeah. yeah, Because the feelings mutual. It's a bit of a (laughs) romance. (laughs) It's on. Now,
1: tell me about your dad. My dad, um, phenomenal bloke. My dad would be one of my best mates. I, um, I had the opportunity to work for him for a bit after school. He's someone who. It's funny. I was actually reflecting on my relationship with him a while ago, where. I went and worked, Dad puts in skylights, he's a plumber, but I was actually thinking and I worked with him, but I never actually did an apprenticeship with him. I think I left school and was going through a bit of stuff and I went and just directly worked straight with him. And although I didn't get an apprenticeship with him in um, in a trade or anything like that, I always look and go, oh, I got this apprenticeship with him in relationships, because my dad just has this incredible ability just to connect with anyone. Um, he 's a very loving, caring guy, but I remember you know quite often we would uh, go to this job where you 'd literally only be there for an hour and a half you 'd walk into this job not knowing the people at all never had met them before total strangers and an hour uh, hour and a half later you 're literally walking out of there hugging them and kissing them and and you would have sat down and had lunch with them and my dad 's always been someone who 's very intentional about um, getting to know people and their story. And he's been married to my mum for like 50 years, 50, I think just over 50 years now, which is remarkable. And something that has, um, you know, really resonates with me. That's something that I um, want to be deliberate about achieving and and uh, with my wife. And he's, he's I, I sit to and chat to him all the time. I'm like, mate, you look at when we're sitting around as a family and I'm like, mate, look what you have have you built? I think my dad has shown me. Everyone has different ideas of success, and my dad has shown me that success is about relationships. And I don't. And more so with your family. I, to me, you know, like I've, you know, I've done some fun jobs, and um, we'll get talking later about um, some other, you know, endeavours that I've gone down and stuff. But um, everything I've. I do now and um and go about is about investing into my relationship with my wife, my kids, my friends, and that has been role modeled to me,
0: yeah, and
1: that came very strongly from your dad very strong, yeah definitely um he yeah he's like i said he's he's a gracious person he's a very forgiving person um he yeah mate in he he's he's one of the most remarkable and he would definitely be the most influential person in my life
0: yeah where did you think he got it from nathan
1: (sighs) it's interesting mate because he actually didn't have a good relationship with his dad he my dad breaks the mold a bit because his dad was not like that at all um it'd be interesting to know where he thinks, I think you and I were discussing before, probably sometimes you have circumstances and things in your life which will draw you to being like that, and then maybe other circumstances or or that circumstance might then draw you to sit there and go, well, actually, that's not how I want to go about things. Um, But, yeah, it's um, yeah, good question, mate. I'll probably... Have to need to ask him that one a bit more. <laughs> Have to be around a campfire. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: And what was your upbringing like then, apart from the uh, apprenticeship? Like, what was family life like?
1: Um, family life is good, mate. We like, my dad's always been a, a hard worker. Um, I think, you know, even, I think we were talking before about how. He's he's seventy four now, and he literally still works like he's saving for his first house. He doesn't need to work anymore, but I suppose it's that he's had to work so hard to to get to where he is today. um, That you know those behaviours are learnt over time, and it's probably hard for him to let go. But going back to like what family life and that was like, um, great mate. I like we we didn't. I grew up wearing, you know, we we grew up in East Geelong area back years ago when East Geelong wasn't like the place it probably is now we we weren't made of money we'll we run around in your you know your basic shoes and stuff I never felt like I, I I went without I never felt like that I always um felt like you know I was you know we always had food on the table and we weren't poor but like we definitely weren't you know I think about the how I with my kids and what they have access to and that these days and stuff like that you know nothing like that but mate I had a fun, adventurous, um, typical life. So I made a, you know, riding around the streets with the other kids in the, you know, in the street and kicking the footy and, um, yeah, just mate, just a normal, good, you know, child, kid life. Yeah.
0: What, what sort of time apart from the apprenticeship would you have with your dad? Were there any special activities that just you and him would do? As in when I was working with him? No, no. Aside from work,
1: Uh, not really. It's funny. Um, my dad probably more look. He would go on holidays, like just more local things. There was no trips to Disneyland. Although actually, I did go to Disneyland when I was twelve with my mum. But um, my spending time with my dad would have been more about like kicking the footy in the street. Um, when I look back at it, um, and just the simple things, which like to me is you know, phenomenal. Like I think now even looking with my kids, like uh, those little simple things, I think sometimes are more important than the one-off big thing.
0: Yeah. So you think it's, it's just the time. Like, um, yeah. Time, yeah. Focus time is more yep.
1: important. Totally. Where well, it's just doing those simple things of going and kicking the footy or just basketball or whatever it is, I think. but um But in saying that too, like, yeah, I think – are we still talking about, like, what I was like as a kid or just going yeah. Anywhere? Yeah. go anywhere? Um, go <laughs> anywhere. You go crazy. Yeah, man. Um, it's funny. I, I, my dad has, like I said, my dad's like my best mate, phenomenal fella, but um, we're so different even when I look it back like how I am now compared to even how he is so much now and before where, and probably different circumstances, I've put myself in a probably different financial position that I'm able to have a lot more freedom with time. But and, whereas he was probably chasing the ball with, you know, um, you know, having four kids and, and, and not being handed anything, like he's never, it wasn't like he had inherited anything or even necessarily had any strong male role models other than maybe my my wife's um, or my wife my mum's dad, who may have you know been influential in that to him, but yeah, like he's he works like he works works. Whereas I'm a bit, he's more about hard work, and I'd say I'm a bit more about working smarter. Yeah, so I'm more about freeing up time to spend with my wife and kids and my friends. Whereas dad is a bit more. When he's when I when we're with when we're with him he's you know he's very engaged and he's um, and a phenomenal fella but he he will, he just work he loves working it's probably his thing he doesn't have any other hobbies and stuff like that whereas me work is a, a means to give me time to be with my family and my kids and stuff yeah which in itself can be pretty rare but yeah.
0: It's a really important thing because you've been incredibly deliberate in setting that up. At what point did you make that decision to set up your financial situation? Yeah. The way so you
1: once again, dad's probably been probably – it's funny because he actually bought me a book and probably heaps of people will know this book. But when I was in my early 20s, he bought me the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, yeah, which spoke about passive income and all that kind of stuff. And I remember reading that, but it doesn't really kick off with me straight away. Um, and probably – Oh, mate, it would have been in my mid twenties. I was um, in a in a job where I thought that I wanted to be long term, um, and then I just sort of reflected one day on um, where I wanted to be in the next twenty, thirty, forty years. And this is before I had kids, before I met my wife. And I remember just sitting there going, "Well, I want to sit there and one day, you know, be engaged with my kids and." And be spending heaps of time with them and be married to the same girl for 50 years and be sitting around at Christmas with all those, all these things that my dad does. But the the job I was in, I sort of looked at the people who were maybe, you know, 10, 20, 30, well probably more at that stage, probably more 20, 30 years, probably ahead of me, who were incredibly successful in that role um and admired and da da da. But um it's one of those things probably you say yes to some things and then you probably say no to others and those elements of maybe looking and reflecting on looking at their lives down the track that um uh, i didn't want um and there was and i look at my dad who was quite sort of you know uh, uh well, he's not doing any sexy job. He's not a professional footballer. He's not like a you know a CEO of a company and da da. But he just had this incredible relationship with his family, and I think then in that current role, I had to sort of think about well, if what does it look like for me to be in a position where I can invest that kind kind of time and energy into my family and my wife um, that is going to allow me to do that. So yeah in my early 20s a couple years into my career at that time I just sort of thought well I've got to start thinking outside the box here and I just sort of started thinking how I could create a passive income so that when I was in my 30s and stuff and I started having kids and I was potentially married and and all that that um I was in a position that I wasn't at the mercy of a job that could potentially tell me you do have a job you don't have a job you're gonna have to go here I'm working nine to five six days a week more um, and not having time to invest into my family. So that's what I chose.
0: Yeah. And and it's worked out really well. I mean, you've worked hard yep. and smart at the same time. And yeah. you're in an amazing position right now. Yep. So, I was, just for context, how yeah. old are your kids right now?
1: Uh, so, Sienna turns five tomorrow. Um, and little fella Harrison turns three in another month. And then we've got the yeah, third on the way in end of June. Busy times. Oh, yeah. But I want to know all about it, don't I you? do. Come coming for you for advice. No, it's it's yeah. great. I,
0: I love watching it because you do you invest more time in your kids than I think anyone does mm. that I know. Mm. It's it's admirable. It's yeah. so good, but it's not been by accident. Though. Definitely not
1: by accident. Yeah. It's definitely been really deliberate. And I suppose I've been fortunate that, um, you know that whatever people call it for me, I'd you know I'm a Christian, mate. I um. To me, it's probably a bit more of a God thing, but to be in your early 20s, to be in an environment that is incredibly influential with alpha male, and I could have easily chosen to go down a certain path, but to sit there and think about where I wanted to be, beginning with the end in mind, so to speak, and even thinking about how I'm going to make an income that's going to allow me to have the time and prioritizing my family, um, doing that early before I had them. Genius. Was, well, not genius. It's just like I was actually having discussing with someone the other day, and I, I wish I could talk with more, probably kids, people, young adults in their early 20s and stuff, and sort of sit there and think and chat to them about the opportunity that you have when you are just a single person.
0: Yeah. When you're a loan operator.
1: You don't have light like responsibilities, yep. you don't have mortgages you know, your, your costs are pretty minimal that you can be prepared to take on risk or it's almost like a bit of that compounding interest, isn't it? Like yeah. the earlier you get on in, on board it, um, the results, you know,
0: the eighth wonder of the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seriously is mate. So yeah. So I end up going down a little, um, path with property and that kind of stuff. So my, my, idea was that i would establish a passive income for people that don't know what a passive income is it's literally an income that um is is working for you when you're not working um and be in a position where eventually that if i wanted to lose leave the current role that i was in that i would be able to and that i'd be in a position to pretty much create time to be able to spend with the people that i love
0: yeah and do you think it's actually taken the heat off your existing job as well Definitely, you don't have to actually climb the corporate yeah. ladder sort of thing yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely um so i'm still in um a different part but in working for that same organization but mate i'm actually not there a lot um i've been pretty deliberate probably in the areas that I've, that i've gone into work into so that i don't have to be there a lot um and yeah it's um it, it when my role, when I'm in that role and that organisation, literally, I'm there now because I love the people I work with. Yeah, um, I've got no intentions of climbing over anyone or trying to make myself look better. Or, um, I, yeah, it, it changes things big time, mate. Because you're,
0: we'd you say it's almost like a pressure release valve.
1: I don't, I don't necessarily pressure release valve. I was saying this to some the other day. It allows you to actually. Uh, invest into things that are important to you. So for me, because in that role, like like I said, I love the people that I work with. I'm all about the people. I come in, mate, I'll treat you the same as if you're the cleaner or, you know, the bloke yeah. running the show. Um, and, yeah, I just – I think I've got just a different – I just have different relationships and that with people because I'm literally there to as stupid as it sounds love and encourage them yeah and that's why and that's what i enjoy doing the most mate like if you would ask me what i love the most about life it would be people relationships and i love people just being encouraged and feeling good about themselves
0: yeah and you do it really well thanks (laughs) no you do (laughs) better than anyone but um, it's not always been like this has it nathan i mean you went through a really tough stage Mm. in your late teens didn't you can you talk to that? yeah yeah
1: yeah so um back when I was in my uh, probably late teens or so I started getting a few little spots just bald spots on my head when I was probably I think it was I might have actually started when I was probably primary school but then cut a long time down the track when I was probably 19 leaving school just before uh, actually I started having some pretty big spots like in the end of high school but just early 20s late teens all my hair started to fall out I had a condition called alopecia so Mate, that literally took me into a dark hole where I just, mate, um, yeah, I literally didn't know how to get out of it. I just, I was I don't know, circumstantially depressed, yeah. I just, I was lost. I just sort of, you know, back then you get a set of braces or a pimple on your face and, and it's you're It's the like, worst thing in the world. Yeah, exactly, let alone when you're brushing out all your hair. And I just remember at a point where, yeah, I, I probably was like at a point where I was either going to, step out of my comfort zones or, or end it. And, um, I suppose luckily I chose not to end it, but that was massive because, um, yeah, how would I say it? Like it just, uh, yeah. it. What, I then went into a role that I thought I started looking for self-esteem and identity in, um, in, in what I would be. And I think that's when I got into a bit of martial arts stuff and, and I loved all that and then that took me into a you know into a, another area where I thought you know I'll be a big alpha male and and um I thought I thought you know that's um that's the road that I'll head down but um yeah but then like we were talking before things changed, and I just sort of reflected on the kind of person that I wanted to be and and you know the, the significance of, of relationships and and so that's yeah I went down a different path
0: and what was it like? Obviously, with your family, how did they sort of help you through that? Yes. Cause it must have been tough for them. Shocking, as well. mate.
1: And it's funny because being a parent now, you sort of look at things so differently because you, you you can understand even when your kid falls over now how much you're like, oh mate, you know, how do I fix that? Like, you know, are your kids sick or whatever? Like. So let alone, I can only imagine what my parents were thinking when they potentially didn't know what I was capable of. But that was a time of them when I, I started working for dad, which has ended up being one of the biggest blessings in disguise because like we talk about, like my dad gave me that apprenticeship in in relationships with people. But it also allowed me to, you know, bond with him and that. But as a parent, like he, my dad really didn't do too much, you know, like I suppose, and which is not a bad thing. Like when I say that, he... He gave me – I remember I used to jump in the car and drive off with him and we would drive up and down the um, highway doing work. And, mate, sometimes I'd just cry the whole up and – all trips up and down just sitting there. And, and I remember he'd just put his hand on me and and just – not even necessarily give me an answer but just tell me it was all going to be all right and, um, yeah, back then probably pray with me. Sorry, mate. Sometimes it can make me a bit emotional doing stuff. But, yeah, it's – um yeah, and so he was just supportive.
0: Yeah. And was it your dad that sort of, like you, you mentioned praying, obviously, yep. you know, faith is a really big part yeah, big of who time. you are yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and your family yep. and everything. So was it him that sort of brought you to that? To faith? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely been something that's been um, demonstrated by my parents and my family. I grew up obviously going to church and stuff. And then probably when I did go through that really tough time, I'd be honest, mate, I probably pushed back on it a lot because I was just like, oh, man you know, oh God, things not real, To crock, you know, how can you sit here praying about stuff and then this crap happens to me and I'm feeling like this and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I think um, – and probably if you were to talk to my dad about probably this, the – if I was going back to what you said before, the significant changes and stuff in his life where he's probably been able to overcome stuff that's gone on in his life, it would probably come down to his his faith and that, which is giving him uh, that, that filter and that foundation, which – potentially you know did change his life but um yeah definitely and then you know coming back and then a few years later after yeah going through obviously not a few years later like multiple years later going through an incredibly tough time and trying to find who my identity and that was yeah end up going back into a church and sort of yeah um sort of making that part of my life and i'll be honest mate like i haven't looked back Like, life's gold. Like, I mean, you know me pretty well, but if you think of where I've come from to where I am now, I'll be honest, as much as I know this is probably not a show where you're going to, you know, want to talk about stuff too much, like, that is by far the most significant thing that has, that that puts me in the place where I am today. Yeah. Because from that, you know, like, I've met my wife, who's an absolute, like, the my best mate, an absolute legend. She was a pastor. I've got beautiful kids, you know, where we, you know, go to a phenomenal church just in Geelong called One Hope, which has just got, you know, phenomenal people in that part. of I go to even, I don't think i discussed this with you, but we uh, recently start up like a bit of a men's uh, connect group, which is just like, uh, I, you don't find an environment like with, guys that can sort of sit there and talk about so much of the personal stuff that's going on in their lives, and especially at this age, most guys are talking about the, the stresses of whether it be work or, or their kids and, and all that kind of stuff. And environment where guys can be so vulnerable and talk about what's going on in their lives and, and then um, pray about it, you know, yeah. like because I suppose I'm naturally someone who... Um, tries to control and do so much stuff. If there's something that needs to be done, I'm very much someone who's like, all right, well, that's how we do it. We go this way, do that, do that, do that, and we get there. But there's some things that we have no control over. So to me, you know, praying about something and handballing it off and just going, all right, well, you know, let's just see where this takes us. And, yeah, like I said, it's maybe probably the biggest thing why maybe I am still here today, why I didn't do anything stupid back in the day when I was going through a bit of a dark hole and, um yeah it's my filter and foundation for life yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> oh, no thanks nathan i i think um i totally agree that you know for guys as well it's so hard for them to actually open up and be vulnerable Absolutely. and i've put myself in that yeah bracket as well for yep. years and years yeah it's only i'm only <laughs> turning the corner now yeah but it what makes, do you reckon that is oh, i reckon I, I mean i've been doing a lot of work hmm. just uh, trying to figure out myself, who I am, reflecting on things that I've thought in the past. Identity has been a huge one. Fear mm. of embarrassment, mm. all that sort of stuff, which you all deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, feeling you know not worthy of certain things, and mm. and always like digging deep on the on the stuff that on the negatives. Mm. Like the negatives are five times more powerful in your head than the positives or maybe even 10 times. Mm. Do you find that now? Nah, I'm much better now, picking up that self-talk and just, you know, just observing it going, oh, that's an interesting thought. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it was a whole bunch of meditation, I think. Yeah, For probably, that's been about three years now, I'm guessing, maybe a bit longer. Yep, And it only started on work trips when I'd just be on the plane and stuff and start meditating there. Yep. But I think that's sort of, and there's a lot of really good courses like Headspace, mm. Sam Harris's podcast and that, that really got me thinking about the, the story I was telling in my head Yeah, and just recognizing, yeah, actually, that's that's a, a story that mm. I'm making up based on mm. past experiences. Mm. And when when I started digging into that, I realized that, wow, there's so much more to this. It's, it's actually really exciting. <laughs> Time to get out.
1: No, it's actually just tell me to put the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better go yeah, do it when we get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but um, I think it's been really, yeah. It, I'm realising now, like I'm 45, mm. and I'm realising there's so much to learn mm. just, just in me, mm. like to figure out myself. Like mm. that whole, what is it? The know thyself. Mm. Like I'm just scratching the surface, mm. and I can see that it's like it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. But I'm so glad I've actually got into it now. Yeah. Because I think it allows me to show up. Um, and deal with my own shit mm. so that i 'm not sort of passing it on to my kids, yep, and I think that's the the big takeaway i 've had from all the conversations i 'm mm. having with great dads and experts and stuff you know it's it 's work out your own problems mm. so you can show up as the person you want to be
1: it's true, and like you said then it 's so true once you become a parent, um how much more you think about improving. Things in your life from such a different perspective, from the selfish perspective, but like you said, then where it's about doing things to, you know, um, improve your kids' lives, your your partner's lives, you know, to build their character and their self esteem, and um, and help point them in the right direction. And and you're right, like it ultimately, mate, it, that stuff does start with us. I think you know, like men especially, the responsibility that we have to To have an influence on our kids, and with everything that we do, is like, mate. It's almost one of the most important. It's sort of almost like that. The men almost gauge a bit of that. Um, and yeah, mate, I love blokes. Like, I love getting around guys and supporting them and encouraging them and stuff. And you often see in in families, like I, I see if 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 the husband and the dad is really quite healthy. You know, um, you, you see he's encouraging his wife and that's flowing into his kids and, you know, that having that, the, the, a strong relationship with his partner and all that kind of stuff. That stuff is so significant, mate, to building yeah. self-esteem and that in your children and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you're, I 100% agree. Like, it just changes things when you have kids, how much you want to improve yourself in order to feed that back into your children.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I reckon to that point that I reckon I had completely the wrong way around when I started being a parent was I thought I had to teach them stuff. Yeah. And I had to talk to them and, and teach them. Yeah. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Yeah. And so I felt I had to learn all this stuff so I could fill these empty vessels. Yeah. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Mm. And because really the thing they learn is by watching you. Mm. Oh, they mate, they just yeah. model yeah. everything. Yeah. And they're you know, they're yeah. aware of everything. Yeah. Even the stuff you don't even think they're well, aware your kids of. kids are
1: lucky having a bloke like you, mate, because <laughs> you roll metal that very well. <laughs> well I'm working yeah, on it, a yeah, work yeah, in progress. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think that's what we need to be, you yeah. know. Just and, and one of the biggest I think one of the biggest aha moments I had was just apologizing to the kids when I hadn't you know, gone too far with mm. shouting or mm. whatever, and just mm. put my hand up. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I yeah totally, totally lost my cool there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just it, there's this game in improv that I uh, I remember doing a workshop years ago, and I loved it. It was like, well, actually, I hated it. It was I was scared shitless because yeah. you sit in this group, and there are all these actors there that I I thought it was just a public workshop. Mm. And there's this game where someone grabs this imaginary ball and they're flicking it up in the air and catching it and then they pass it to you mm. and and then you have to play with it and turn it into something and tell the other person what it is mm. by acting with it like it turns into a fishing rod mm. and then you pass it to the person next to you. you go it's a fishing rod mm. and then they play with the fishing rod and then they turn it into oh it's a tennis racket yeah, yeah, and yeah. pass it on and it gets to the stage where it's two or three people away from you, and you're getting really nervous because you're in front of an audience. And you're trying to come up with something and you're creative. Kind of, yeah, you go, oh, no, I'm going to be in the spotlight, going to be in the yeah, spotlight. Yeah, yeah, And And the guy that was running it, Keith Johnson, he just turned around and said, you know, you guys are getting a bit stressed out here. Give, give me the, the fishing rod. And mm. the person gave it to him and he played with the fishing rod. And he goes, nah, still a fishing rod and handed mm. it on to the next mm. person. And it was like just released all that pressure. Mm. Like mm. when you don't have to actually perform mm. – and you just take the The expectation on, comes yeah, off you. And when you can actually put your hand up and go, yeah. I messed up. Yep. That was really bad. I didn't mean to do that. You don't have to be perfect mm. as a parent. Oh, mate,
1: couldn't agree more. And I think, yeah, we do. We as Even as men, we put so much pressure on ourselves to, um, to be this perfect person and that for our kids and stuff. And I, look, it is important that we be the best per- people that we can possibly be. And then if we are, think that we're lacking in certain areas that we probably seek – you know, role models or people who who we can learn off and say, you know, mate, how do you – and it is so important that guys get around with each other and talk about – and be vulnerable with each other about, you know, how, you know, how did you deal with this situation? How did you deal with this one? And because, mate, it's – we're all navigating that big time and becoming a parent. Like, there's nothing in the world that you love so much that can frustrate you so much as well, like these little yeah. people, like, you know. <laughs> You sit and you're like, why won't you listen to me, mate? Like, am i am only trying to, like, show you the best way to go about stuff? And they're like, nah, 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 that's not, you know, I don't, that's want, to buy I I don't want to borrow <laughs> that. I'm going to yell if you don't give me my, you know, do what I want to do and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, mate, they definitely teach you patience.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's a trial by fire.
1: Oh, big time. <laughs> you know and like it is like people you know you 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 can see how easy it is to become hot-headed and frustrated especially if you've got pressures from work and yeah. and and pressures in your relationship and um you know and and you're dealing with all that and cuz a majority of men uh and dads are working their butts off and then they're coming home and people need their downtime but You know, you come home and then it's bang straight into the to the family life, and it's like, oh, you know, now now I'm dealing with more problems and screaming kids and da da. When do I get my downtime? And then you you know your relationship with your partner starts struggling because you're starting to lack communication and time for them and da da da. And so that's a pressure and a stress as well. So mate, it is so important that you know. Yeah, I don't know, mate. It could be something you look at through the, the Dad Mindset podcast where you end up starting some small groups where dads can get together and just discuss over a beer or whatever it is stuff that they're dealing with and just bouncing ideas past each other because, mate, it's it's really important.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Nathan. Yeah.
1: And getting other good men who, you know... Can
0: support each other.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. or even guys like this. There's such a... Like me personally... Like, my idea of success is successful relationships, if you haven't gauged that by now how I talk. But everything (laughs) I do, even financially, is not about um, finding significance in a role. It's not about um, Maseratis and mansions or anything like that. It's about time. And, you know, it's about me. To me, time is my most precious currency, and I choose every day where I'm going to spend that. And for me, the most important place to spend that is with my kids and my wife, because I sit there, I always reflect and think, you know, my kid, you know, my little boy, who's about to turn three, my five-year-old daughter, like, it doesn't matter how much money I make down the track, I can't buy that time back. I can't go back to that. And I can't have that same influence. I can't, I can't relive that. And I always think about people who do have significant amounts of money and I always, and who have lost people that they love and it, I've always thought it would be a very interesting question to ask them the question that if I can bring that person back for 20 minutes for you to have a coffee with them or walk down the beach or whatever, but it's going to cost you everything, I'm pretty confident a lot of those people would sit there and go, Here's mate, the money. here it is. Yeah. But every day we give that time up Yeah. because we assume that we're going to live to 90 and you can be 23 and live to 26 and you can be 50 and live to 90, but your life literally is a countdown like it's inevitable we're all we're all leaving here you know yeah. regardless of whether you believe what i believe or regard, or something else someone else believes like it's we're all you know we're all leaving this place so the impact and the influence you can leave on this world and you know bringing you know joy and happiness into each other's lives and encouraging people like you know and how you spend that time doing that is like you know is it important? You you have to sometimes sit there and go. Is it important for me to sit there and do that that our overtime on a Saturday morning instead of watching my kids play football or, or taking my wife out for breakfast and investing into that? Or do I say no to that and maybe cut down on some of the other expenses and stuff in my life and put that time that into my wife and kids? To me. The time into my family is significant. Just trumps everything. It does, mate. Like, yeah, everything I do is about that. So if I ever find things becoming busy in a certain area, that it's taking time away from that, I'll reassess it and readjust it so that I am doing that. So, mate, I pretty much spend, you know, my little daughter's just started going to kinder, but, mate, I reckon I'd spend 20. Some people will probably go, oh, mate, this is this would give me a headache. <laughs> but I'd probably spend a good, you know, 25 days of the month with my kids.
0: I think that's epic.
1: Yeah. You know, and I could, I could if I chose to do make some other changes with that, some other stuff and potentially down the track I oh, will, it could, you know, potentially be every day until I go to school. But they don't need that. But, yeah, to me, like, yeah, I'm not getting that time back. So, And there'll
0: be time when they're at school as well.
1: Totally, mate. And I can, you know put time and energy into other things and stuff like that. But at the moment, I just think that for me while they're little to be able to pump my time into them to making sure that, you know, they're as equipped as, you know, with their self-esteem and their image at an early age and sort of see what's important and even just seeing that how much – dad loves them and prioritizes them yeah um but in saying that too mate like it's i'm not trying to be unfair on people that don't have that i'm just being fortunate where i've sort of been able to probably get my head around that at a time when you know i didn't have those responsibilities and i was able to make financial decisions to put me in a position where i was able to say but there's a lot of like phenomenal dads out there who work incredible hours and make incredible sacrifice to for their kids and they're not necessarily in positions where they can um you know
0: um, give the amount of time that I that yeah. I do, yeah. but I and think that's a reflection
1: on you as an individual. But yeah,
0: yeah, and to a point you mentioned earlier as well. I think it's it's showing up with focus time as well. Like you're you're showing your kids that you're present with them. Totally. And I think if you can do that as a dad, yes. even in half an hour a week yep. and be fully present, yep. that's worth yep. more than like a week of totally. just hanging out with them yep. but spending all the time on your phone.
1: I could not agree more. Being real deliberate. Like, mate, for me, like if, if I'm with my family, my phone's not near me. It's yeah. in the car. And anything that needs to be dealt with, like I'll deal with it later. The biggest emergency for me while we will have my phone around me if I'm doing something, and my family aren't around as if my wife needed me for something or my kids needed something so but when I'm with them, that's the most important thing, and that's um, yeah, and I I'd encourage that with everyone regardless of how much time you've got that you know when you you are intentional about going all right through this week, you know what days or time am I going to allocate to investing into my family, yeah. Because, yeah, if that, to me, if that fails and that sinks, then the the rest is insignificant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you think of that. Like,
0: Well, I, I agree. And I've been trying to do something recently, like, I know it sounds a bit daft, but it's sort of just setting dates with my kids. Mm. I'm not even telling them that it's like a daddy date or mm. whatever. I just... Like in my own mind, it's like, mm. uh, I want to spend at least half an hour with Annie tonight. Mm. You know, I haven't, you know, didn't speak to her much yesterday. Mm. Right, I'm going to do that. And like tonight, I just sat with her while she was doing Minecraft. Mm. And she's making me a sauna in Minecraft mm. and mm. stuff like that today. So she mm. made me this cool, yeah, cool yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. treehouse. But, well, I haven't hit, haven't hit Minecraft stuff yet. Bro, oh, but yeah. yeah, I was really
0: yeah. reluctant to start yeah. with. And, and um, I, I, I know it's got its issues. Yeah, I but, don't know a bit about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you will. You yeah, will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's. It's just been amazing how, and she's got this cross country thing on Thursday that she's been a bit worried about, so we put together a bit of a running plan and we've yep. been going out for a walk in cool. the morning walk yep. at night, just walking the dog and then doing little you know fifty meter hundred meter mm. jogs to try and pick up you know the the pace and stuff and it's it's just been having that time just one on one and and just walking doing something together, facing the same direction mm. uh, and she's just opening up and it's mm. been great. Whereas when it's other things with the other kids as well, it's easy for her to shy away from mm-hmm. the attention and just mm. sit back. You know, she's pretty cruisy, mm. but um, I've really enjoyed that making space for mm. her and, and something I really want to lean into now and just block out really, really sort of, you know, fastidious about blocking out that time. No, mm. no, 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 I'm doing this. I mm. said, I'd do this. I'm mm. going to do this. And I, I think, sticking to my word is one of those things i really want to you know be bulletproof on with Mm. the kids because
1: you're one of the most deliberate people mate you're one of the most i reckon encouraging and inspiring people with doing that stuff i don't think i've met too many other people if anyone that is so deliberate and obviously you know you even doing a podcast like this just shows how passionate you are about that but you for anyone that doesn't know Richard, you are <laughs> – seriously, mate, you are one of the most, if not the most incredible in person who is so deliberate at investing into his family and his kids and it's like – it's remarkable, mate. And it's um, – yeah, mate, I, hats off to you. I can you're an absolute legend. <laughs> but it's interesting talking about the dating thing because that's um, – I was just thinking like um, – because like as a dad, you think about like you were talking about before um, – your kids watch you and they learn from you. And your kids learn from you the expectation and especially being a father of daughter, daughters, daughters, and I'll have two daughters soon, but your daughters will learn how to be treated by how you treat your wife and how you treat them for men in the future.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So if you really think about like as a as a parent, and as a dad when you're looking at your you know your daughter and you sit there going you know the way I, I am speaking to my wife the actions i you know i the time i spend with my wife whatever or or the time i how i speak to
0: her um even speak when, about her behind about when, when when she's away down, yes. you know like you yes. never disparage your wife and totally your kids couldn't and agree it, more about Yep, yeah. that
1: expectation for for something that little girl that you love so much, you are literally setting her up to have that expectation of someone down the track. And not only necessarily that expectation, but how much of how someone treats them, how much of that they will just accept and take on. So as a dad, with mate, with daughters and sons, <laughs> with daughters, you you know, like you have this you have this window of really showing your daughter, like, you know, like you're talking about going on dates and doing that stuff with your daughter, was going, you know what, this is what you should expect from a guy, how how he should treat you and, um, you know, these are the things that, you know, that, you know, you should stay away from and da-da. But, yeah, hands down, like I sit there, um, I mean, I've got an incredible relationship with my wife. Like I said, my wife's an absolutely phenomenal woman, but and I'm so stoked that my daughters have such an incre- incredible role model like her. But you know, the way I speak to my to Bridie, and you know, whether it be with my tone of voice or my actions or my the, how much I prioritise her, or like you said, speak about her to my kids or to people, even when my kids are around, mate. My daughters will grow up, you know. Uh, having self esteem based on that, and they 'll have an expectation of how men will treat them because of that and and go on, even with my son like he 'll sit there and go well that 's the way dad treats treats ladies, and that 's the the way dad treats my mum and, and and my sisters so that 's the way that you know I should act in so yeah i 'm being pretty deliberate in too with you know being influencing my son and and how to go about that as well
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that's awesome, Nathan. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was unconditional love. Mm. Can you talk to that?
1: Yeah, it's interesting where you and I were talked about before. Um, We were just talking about actually about with with family and it's, I suppose, having your own, becoming a dad and having your own kids, you – probably more appreciate I always look at say my mum and dad if they're ever trying to put out spot fires amongst us kids whether there's little issues and they're just sort of like you know it's all right you know overlook it and da-da-da. And then when you have me well when I you have your own kids you're even probably more aware of how important it is that your own kids get along um, but um, getting back to love and unconditional love and showing grace <laughs> um, I think it's so important that in with with loving especially in a family or just people in general that it's done without expecting anything in return yeah it's unconditional you're doing it without you know i think too often these days people are you know i'll I'll show you love if you show me love i'll if if you treat me bad then i'll treat you bad whereas I had a discussion with a lady at work not long ago who made some comment about, oh, why are you so happy? And, you know, why are you so nice to people? I said, mate, I love people. People are the greatest things going around. And she goes, oh, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not really a fan of people, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, you know, some person had offended her and said something and that. And I said, you know what? Like, who cares? Like, that's not, that's not now, that doesn't mean that then you go and treat them bad. Like, I said, you know, like, for me, I'll, I'll, Love and ask someone about themselves, and if they were to if they were to sit there and just walk past me and say absolutely nothing and da da, I don't take offence to it. I'm like, oh, well, that's something maybe personal going on in their life, and da da, and I'll make an effort again to to you know, to talk to them about something else and try, you know, form some kind of a friendship and relationship. But I never take it on board. But yeah, to me, like love is yeah, it's it's unconditional, mate. It's yeah, and getting back to the family thing and that too. Like you know, I I'll make an intention of loving and giving time to my siblings and all that kind of stuff. And if they don't return it, big deal. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for, you know, my peace of mind. I'm doing it to, to build and mend relationships. And I just think, mate, if you, if you are to, um, to look through life through that filter, you literally can't go wrong. <laughs> You've been bulletproof. Yeah. You know, like, um, Oh, I'm trying to think I should nail this stuff because it's like a biblical thing but like there's that there's that um the verse there's a verse in the Bible that they always have at weddings and it's um and it's it talks about love being patient and kind and it doesn't envy and it's not boastful and it's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It doesn't record of wrongs and it doesn't delight in evil and it, it rejoices with truth and it protects and it trusts and it hopes and it perseveres and it never fails. And it's like, to me, regardless of what you believe, if you are to filter your life through those kind of things and just invest in people and love them, you literally can't go wrong, mate. And it'll not only heal and build bridges amongst Relationships and people in your life, it'll bring so much more peace and clarity upon you, and yeah. it's it's so true. Like it's, yeah. So, yeah. Is that what you sort of wanted me to go? That's down? That's exactly. That's like, true, mate. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm probably like you were talking before. I'm probably a lot more. I'm I'm very much an optimist. Um, I probably yeah, mate. Gratitude and perspective are massive to me. If you were asking me some of the big things in my life, I'd take gratitude perspective and probably delayed gratification are some of the probably the biggest things I probably practice. And it's probably not even practice now. It's so almost behavioral that I just sort of look through that filter. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think where I was going with that. But it's just sort of like, yeah, I just, yeah.
0: Just the most important things in life. How are you, you going to try and, like, do you think it is just role modeling those few kids? Obviously, you'll talk to them. Uh, those things?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely. But also, like, I suppose, showing them those things. Yeah, they'll see it. Oh, right? mate, like, like a plan is I get, you know, kids get a bit old. I'd love to take them overseas and let them actually show how people live who don't have hot water when yeah. they turn on the shower. Yeah. Like, mate, you're born into this country. Like, I'll be honest, mate, sometimes I sit there and I'm just like, mate, what did I deserve to live in this great country? Like, when you think of the population in Australia and you think the population in the world and where you potentially, regardless of what you believe, could have ended up and you end up in this first world country where if you don't have a job, you get, you know, money given to you. You don't have to worry about going to work and, you know, people coming and raping and pillaging your family and... You know, you, you know, if you don't have a job, there'll be an income and there'll be a roof and, you know, you turn on a, a tap and hot water comes out of it and all that kind of stuff. I just was
0: like, mate, we, we are so... Not, not even the region of the world, like the time. Like, give or take, oh, like mate, 200 years ago.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't agree more. You hear people banging on about, like, you know, with everything going on at the moment, you know, that the world's a stuffed up place and blah, blah, blah. But, mate, I tell you what, I'd rather be living now than going back to the medieval days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like um but
0: yeah mate, um yeah. Well Nathan, I think this has been brilliant. This has been such a good conversation. Mate, I've loved chatting
1: with you, brother. <laughs> I don't so know good. how many different tangents I'll probably run off like that. Not enough, mate. Yeah, Not enough. We need
0: more. We could talk for
1: hours <laughs> about different stuff, but Mate, yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, it's been a pleasure and thanks, Nathan, for coming along and sharing mate. because you, you know, you're know you someone that's got so much to give and no. you give everything. Mate, so. and
1: you're the same, mate. I just want to say thank you for having me here. Um, you are, seriously, people listen to this, you are one of the most encouraging, wise people I've ever come across and, mate, the fact that you would even do something like this when you have such um, wisdom in so many different other areas but you would... Dedicate your time to doing something like this to invest in the people is an absolute testament to the kind of person that you are, mate. You're a legend.
0: Oh thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Appreciate that. Cool. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, Dumb, mate. Love you, heaps. Love you too, buddy. Talk soon. Okay. See <laughs> thanks ever so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nathan as much as I did. Well, that's all for me for now. I hope you stay safe and sane. And until next time, enjoy your caffeinated beverage.